0: So, um, this is, this is Moonshot 6, Moonshot 6, it is 1230, the date, not the time, uh, night, ni- 2019, uh, December 30th, 2019, for, for any of you European listeners that might be listening, that is, yeah, it's, it's what, what, what Charles just said, <laughs> nobody's, um.
1: nobody's listening to this, don't kid yourself. <laughs>
0: Hey, we have to be positive about this, right?
1: I mean, we are being Maybe. positive. I'm positive no one will listen to this.
0: <laughs> I didn't get...
1: Yet. No one will listen to this yet. We're still... Okay. It's still early. It's only episode six.
0: I mean, yeah, but also, like, people might go back and re-listen to the backlog or whatever.
1: Uh, you know what? Fair. Uh, anyone who's interested probably will so listen to the backlog.
0: Yeah. That's that's a thing. So, Yeah.
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Moonshot Podcast. I missed saying that this episode, so I had to say it. Okay then. Um, you know. um so this is episode six. We're recording in the actual
0: month it's supposed to be for once.
1: For <laughs> once? We're like on time. That's how great is that? We were we were this kind of December on time episodes. a couple so, times, but
0: yeah, it's a December episode yeah, recording um, in December. Hey Kremis. <laughs> Was Actually, no. Uh, never mind. Uh, given the nature of Catholicism, the way Catholics view Christmas, Christmas is in fact a season that does not end until... I want to say the 25th? So yeah, technically it is still Christmas according to Catholic tradition. And that matters to exactly one person in the room right now, and that's me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there are two rooms involved in this because we're talking over the internet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> how, how are we doing? Uh, how are we doing this month? Uh, I think this month was mostly objective survive.
0: Yeah, uh, the objective stated in, in the last episode was survive. And uh, we did just, I think, but it got at what cost. Um, I think when you do when you when you uh edit
1: last last month's episode um and you get to that point where we talk about objective survive just have the entire segment of b-roll just be that one mission from reach oh geez oh no that's what this month was like oh no yeah (laughs) except with much less crying
0: Oh I no! Think, I mean, yeah. Um, certainly, much less death. Um, for you, maybe. Uh, I mean, no. I'm, I'm
1: kidding. I was. I'm, I'm I was no gonna say, hang
0: on. That. Am I talking to a ghost? All of a sudden, did you die on me and not tell me? How dare you, sir? No, I went all. I went all uh,
1: crazy at CVS.
0: No. Please don't. End uh, up. No, Locked I don't. For- Better, no, I don't be...
1: really feel like go I don't really feel like going postal at any point in time. Yeah,
0: good. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's, um, that's a joke. I, and... I, I know. I was making a joke. I was gonna make a joke about like, hey, it's God, way harder than you. I, founding... uh, I need to
1: move Paper the I need to move the audacity face. window because I'm looking at staring at my icon in Discord and it's just unnerving me a <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't for those who uh, don't know and who want to to get an inside scoop into my terrible, terrible sense of humor. Uh, A few months back...
0: Excellent sense of humor,
1: but... A few months back for a a D&D campaign, I photoshopped a picture of the Balrog from Lord of the Rings with uh, anime eyes and it's possibly the worst thing that's ever come Not out like of my brain like anime blush and everything yeah like and your
0: your icon
1: simultaneously in, the best yeah
0: the the icon um for charles's character is a little chibi balrog with those same eyes and like anime blush and everything uh photoshopped onto its face um it's it's wonderful it's adorable um, it's it's simultaneously the worst thing and the best thing that I've ever made. I mean, isn't that just the case with just ashes in the campaign in general? Uh yeah,
1: you, you know what? Fair. Uh, we're not going to go too into that, though. Yeah,
0: no, but yeah, not here, not not here, no, not now.
1: Um, so what 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 otherwise has happened uh, this month is that. Um, we've got some new, a little bit of new gear to help us on our path. Uh, I have a new laptop now, which I can do cool things with.
0: I got a pocket operator.
1: Um, so objectives for January. I'm gonna get like a list of schools pinned down. I'm going to try to apply to a few and you're not sticking with the one you're at. Well, no, I'm at. An, I'm taking, getting an associate's here, so I need to right. transfer to a four year. Okay, right, all right. I forgot. I forgot. I and forgot. And I'm sorry. On top of that, I need to. I I got a book, for Krimis, Uh which is How to Learn Python. So I might Ooh. dabble in that for a little bit, because. God knows, one of us needs to learn how to code. Yeah, if we're gonna do something.
0: It's it's honestly hopefully the 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 best objective here is both of us learn how to code. But uh but for now I think you're gonna be the one focused on coding for a while. Uh, as I have two objectives during January. What? excuse me. One is January,
1: which is a thing that Of course that I'm excited for that. I still listen to your to your January
0: from last year. Like just as study music. It's good yeah. stuff. Some of it's fun. I have some more gear to add to the pile this year because I know more of what I'm doing. Um, I've also just acquired some new gear in the meantime. But yeah, uh, I got. I have a new little drum machine to add to the mix. It's is is dope. Um, nice. This is PO12. So yeah, my objective is mostly January and maybe a little bit of extra music on the side. And then I've got uh, the next like super tangible objective is. Uh, find a new freaking job.
1: <laughs> yep. That's been a thing for a while It's been a thing
0: for a while now, a a while now but it, now it's like it's like hit the deck and and run moment cuz I was I was starting to read the writing on the wall, but I was like it's fine. I'll I'll wait until after holiday season. And now, hey, it is after holiday season. But then uh B, one of the guys that I was like, ah, everything's not so terrible because he's, for the most part, probably going to try and start working up the way his way up the ladder, and if he does that, maybe things won't be so bad. He quit. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Um, um Yeah, uh, I, 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 I need out.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's entirely fair. I've um, needed out at my job for a while, but the good news is after this summer, I will have out because I'll have moved to a four year school. Nice. And I won't be able to take classes to take four year classes, and
0: um, do the whole job thing at the same time. And do
1: and do like a shift a week because I'll be need, need to spend a lot of time studying, and my downtime will be spent being creative to unpack.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, being creative to it's gonna be
1: it's gonna be a lot of work, but like some of the work is gonna be unpacking work and like
0: yeah. unpacking my brain rather than oh wanting to shoot myself in the brain. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a thing we've both figured out how to take care of and how to do better with and stuff like that. So uh so yeah.
1: Yep. Um so that's our goals, section one. Mm-hmm. Uh, section two, how are we feeling about this whole triaxial thing this month? How, how did that, how did that feel?
0: Um, ignoring the, the case where I was like, what is going on with my life that I had like a week that, ago, ago or so? Yeah, we do, we do, we do go through that, that every once every once in a while. Uh, ignoring that so far, I'm still confident that we've got something here. It's just, again, it's still one of those cases of like, yeah, this is going to be slow. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's be a slow process. Slow and, slow and steady wins the race. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: earlier in the month, I wasn't feeling super great about this. Uh, I wasn't really thinking about it much, to be honest, which yeah. I think is entirely fair given the circumstances. It's December. <laughs> It's December and finals were happening. Objective, so I was,
0: objective is survive. <laughs> so. Objective
1: survive. So yeah, the, I I didn't think about it, but then Christmas hit, <laughs> and once I was done with my Christmas Eve shift, uh, and I booked at home, it started. The season started to set in with me a little bit, and I was like, yeah, you know what, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, once turns out once uh, corporate nonsense concerning forcing people to overwork their hours in uh, you know, like when it comes to their retail jobs stops being an issue and you go back to normal hours and you get a day off to be able to like sit and relax with family like you should during the season. Yeah, it turns out that Christmas is actually a pretty nice holiday. Like Christmas Day itself was really relaxing. I should point out, I spent, I think I spent a good six, seven hours at the end of one table in the house, sitting with my brother on. My right and my grandfather on my left, and we were staring at a 500 piece jigsaw puzzle almost the entire time, slowly putting the thing together. And yes, I do remember that. Yeah, like it was. (laughs) We were talking about that. That was that was a thing. Like we we put it when my grandfather had to leave before we could put it together. But um, I I texted him a picture afterwards when Tim and I did finish it. But like that was that was. And I was making fun of you because I could have
1: finished it in one hour. (laughs)
0: bullshit. <laughs>
1: dude, I, dude, okay. I'm really good with puzzles, like especially jigsaw puzzles. I
0: am too. You sit
1: me in front of, you sit me in front of a jigsaw puzzle and I will figure it out. The only ones I actually have trouble with are, are you familiar with a puzzle company called Stave? No. Okay. So they have, you know, a regular kind of puzzle and then they have something called a trick puzzle,
0: Oh no! which
1: are, you can put this puzzle together and two different ways and one of them is very very wrong oh So, and and it's often the more obvious one so you put it together the obvious way and it just doesn't make sense like you're looking at it and it's just like oh this just looks wrong Uh, like I remember there was a fishbowl one that I I don't remember how it's put together but if you just put it together uh, a certain way Yeah. If you just put it together the way it looks like at first glance, the fish end up outside of the bowl and the cats are on the inside of the bowl. Oh, dear. Which is incorrect. So you have to, like, really stretch your brain to get to get the cat to cats outside of the bowl and the fish inside the bowl. They're hard. (laughs) They're really hard. Uh, so those are the only kind of puzzles that really trip me up. Otherwise, you sit me in front of a puzzle, and I-, I will figure it out. I can figure it out on my own in like three, four hours, depending Jeez. on how big the p- puzzle piece is. Yeah, like visual spatial stuff is my my forte, and that's not me. That's not me bragging. Like you've no, seen that's just, me that's with just some thing. of this stuff. That's just that's what I'm good at.
0: Yeah. I am, you know what? I really want to see you try and tackle the Yu Asaka puzzles now.
1: You've piqued my curiosity.
0: What is there's a dude named Yu Asaka. Why Y uh, U U Space Asaka A-S-A-K-A. Japanese puzzle maker. Um, and he makes things no, like really? Yeah. I, like... I
1: never would have guessed he was Japanese.
0: <laughs> Shut up, you. Um, anyways, um <clears throat> Point I've being kinda hard to Podcast? If I did, I did. You know what I meant. Damn it. But yeah, he makes uh, he makes these really interesting kind of weird puzzles that the idea is that um, it's less about figuring out uh, like a picture or something out uh, or something else like that. The idea is you get like a box with a thing carved out of it and you have to sit there and try and make sure you can fit all of the puzzle pieces together in the right way. And I've seen a bunch of these puzzles on Chris Ramsey's channel. I'll link one of the videos at some point in the show notes or in the description or whatever.
1: That does sound a lot like a stave
0: puzzle. I'm I'm Well yeah, but the thing is like the the there's no picture or anything to help solve it. It's just, hey, get them all into this space. But yeah. like you gotta think kind of weird. It's it's bizarre.
1: Stave puzzles are like um, the classic kind of stave puzzle is not so much a picture as much as a bunch of random
0: junk you have to fit together. Let me, um, Are you about to Google and send me one. I'm about
1: to send you a picture of one of them. Stave puzzles, uh,
0: image. Yeah. I think the, the puzzle we had on Christmas was basic Ravensburger.
1: Ah, uh, I do. Okay. I remember this one. Yeah. This is one my grandmother had, uh, uh,
0: Uh, I'm assuming you're sending me something.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to send it to you. Give me the picture.
0: No! Give me the picture.
1: (laughs) Give me... Google. Google, what the f... There. This is what my grandmother had. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so you can see, it's just kind of a bunch of random junk on the inside of the frame. So the frame is easy to put together. And then you put together the random junk inside the frame.
0: Okay. And it's...
1: They're quite hard. Uh, But they're a lot of fun.
0: Uh, I... I am also intrigued.
1: I have a couple different models of them. I have a spaceship one, I think. Uh, I have two trick puzzles, I believe. I have one that's really fun. It's uh, it's the Trojan horse. <laughs> and you have to find a way to fit all the soldiers inside.
0: Oh, no. It's, it's so cute. You should bring one of those to the next summer get-together thingy that we do.
1: I could bring all of those to Uh, the next summer get-together. We we should probably
0: settle on one, because otherwise we're going to waste the entire trip doing only those. (laughs) How about we split the difference, and I pick two? Uh, fair. All right. It's a deal. Yeah. I'd say shake on it, but that's... Kind of impractical, given that. Kind of hard. (laughs) Kind of hard. I'd be impressive if we could, but I, I I don't have bilocation powers. Yeah. Uh, if we, you did, this
1: podcast would be much easier. That would be super, super, super easy. Um, so, uh, moving on. That's how we feel about this. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to number four, obsessions and influences. Uh, again, December up until Christmas has been sort of a malaise for me. Kind of. Actually, wait, that's not entirely true. There has been one thing uh, that's been... On my mind a lot oh. uh, in terms of obsessions and influences. Until Kremis So I have three things three big things that gotcha. I need to talk about that. Uh, but why don't you go first? Since I don't really know what you've been up to um, since Kremis Actually I probably have more than three because I can go into some other things.
0: Fair enough. On Maya, not terribly much. I've been having a look at some of the the recent stuff Adam Neely put out. He did a, an entire video on Christmas lo-fi music. Oh, nice. Uh, I know this is going to come out like th- three months late, so it's going to come out in like March, and everyone's going to be like, oh, I don't want to d- listen to the lo-fi stuff, but I'll still link the video because it's an interesting thing.
1: Good Christmas music is good even outside Christmas, though. Like, that's...
0: This is true. Like, I, I can listen it's to... It's like it. you're
1: not... Yeah. You're not limited to watching Die Hard exclusively
0: on Christmas. <laughs> Or, like, here's the other thing, is, like, the Vince Guaraldi soundtrack for, uh, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown is something I would be willing to listen to any day of the year, really, and one of the tracks Adam Neely takes and kind of turns into a thing in that track is, uh... Uh, Christmas time is here. Oh yeah, that and one. And it's, it's wonderful. There's no lyrics to any of these either, which is the really nice thing. Like, it's just, hey, turns out a lot of, like, you know, piano-based Christmas music makes for really good lo-fi remixes. Other influences uh, loopop. I took another dive at his generative music using MIDI effects, and I've got a track in the works using one of those. And... I don't know, my other influence over the past four days has been my mom, because she got me <laughs> the Pocket Operator PO-12 Rhythm, and I have been messing with that and my PO-20 Arcade, like, almost non-stop. So, uh, yeah, uh, th- those are also a thing. Um,
1: have you listened to any TSO this Christmas season? Huh? Trans-Siberian orchestra.
0: Oh, no, actually. Th- that's,
1: another, that's another musical group who does Christmas music that I would listen to any day.
0: <laughs> True. I have been jamming out to Volfex like, two Christmas tracks, though. Like, a lot.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually, um, uh, Son of a Gun. <laughs>
1: Did you forget?
0: <laughs> the, uh, The Expanse. The Expanse uh, showed up again. I, I binged the crap out of that. I'm not listing epithet erased here if only because one oh yes I forgot about epithet erased honestly one, oh I was gonna say one I know it. you're going to mention that and two I'm only gonna mention it an episode and a half yeah. in so uh, I need to you finish need that before to that watch more I'm getting there and by I'm getting there I mean that will probably be happening both tomorrow and over the course of the next like week or so not tonight after we're done podcasting Um, possibly not I'm kind of exhausted from having to drive back up from Jersey so podcast is gonna happen i'm just gonna just a little bit all right fair all right so i've got like seven things all right <laughs> not free go <laughs>
1: okay so uh early christmas started and i got back into marble hornets surprisingly which is not very oh, Christmassy re- at all
0: i remember you mentioning this
1: uh because i well what happened is i had another friend over and i was like okay you and i need to watch Marvel Hornets, because he's really into horror stuff, right? But he doesn't really get the whole Slenderman thing at
0: all. Yeah, I gotcha.
1: Neither do I, to be honest. But I sat him down in front of Marvel Hornets, which, for those of you who don't know, is the Slenderman thing that sort of kicked off the whole Slenderman thing. Uh, It's basically... So, history. uh, Slenderman was... A winner of a contest on something awful, uh, the Something Awful forums, where the contest was basically make the worst monster possible, just not bad, but like just the shittiest monster. Make the lowest effort monster possible, and so Slenderman won that contest. Oh boy, Slenderman. Slenderman is the shittiest monster. Okay. Uh, so the guys from the uh, marble hornets took that and went hey um remember blair witch <laughs> yeah we can use that to make this terrible monster actually terrifying extremely scary and they did it so well it just ah and this is literally just like how many guys is it? it's 3 guys and a camera and like an old DVC camera and they made a like five hour series spanning over the course of I think the better part of a year and they clearly know what they're doing with like the rules of uh filming and whatnot because they have another channel that's humor that's very expertly shot and this is just all entirely found footage
0: crap and it's so good. Yeah, you you gush about this, like, every every other, like, I think it's been, like, every other, like, year and a half or so, you rediscover Marvel Hornets, and you just go, it's so good! It's so scary! It is,
1: though, because it's just, like, there's so much love that's put into this. Yeah. And that generated so much mythos around this. So, Marvel Hornets is absolutely good, and anyone who likes horror stuff should definitely check it out. Anyone who's a fan of the original Slender game, or Slender the Arrival, a lot of the lore from the arrival came from Marble Hornets directly so definitely check that out
0: link in the show notes of course
1: secondly, Epithet Erased
0: there it is
1: (laughs) I don't want to say too much about it but I will say it's made by a YouTuber who goes by the name of Jello Apocalypse I've never heard of him before this Or her. I've never heard of them before this.
0: You've never heard of this individual
1: beforehand. Absolutely not. I don't know anything about them uh, other than they made Epithet Erased. And it is extremely unique and extremely fascinating. And One of the things that it does, and I won't spoil anything, even the art style, but one of the things that it does is it proves that you don't need to drop a mint
0: on animation or anything like that. To, to, yeah.
1: get, to get something out there and to make something that is amazing and that people will watch. Because Epithet Race already has a massive fandom.
0: And it's what? It's a mini series. It's what, ten episodes long? Eight episodes long? Seven
1: like? episodes is for the first season. Damn. Yeah. That's so impressive. Yeah. And you'll understand why as soon as you watch more of it, because it is ah oh, just
0: I already kind of understand it's after so the first episode.
1: Just disclaimer, uh, Giovanni is the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh... Just, he is. There, there's just, it's just it's a wonderful, quirky little series, is, is all I'll say so far. And again, I've only seen an episode and a half, but I will still heartily recommend it. The only reason I haven't had a chance to watch it is because I haven't had time to sit down and do so recently. Yeah,
1: and, and I'm going to make you, over the course of this week, you're going to do it Tuesday, if nothing else, because I'm going to be spending
0: New Year's with somebody else. If by Tuesday <gasps> you mean tomorrow? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will try, assuming I'm not roped into a lot of uh, the New Year's preparations, but we'll... Uh, well, well then after that, after you're done preparationing.
1: So, those are things that I got into. Also, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. No, I don't actually hate
0: it, you I actually sure like it a lot. Obnoxious. <laughs> Just a little bit. I-
1: I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) Says the pot, tells the kettle.
1: I I like Fire Emblem Awakening a lot, um, because initially I came at it with the expectation that the characters were going to be dull and flat and boring, and because my first run-through, I somehow managed to get all of the terrible supports with them, and I'm discovering that they're not, and so I'm having a really fun time with it. Uh, And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's all stuff that I got into before Crimis, which leaves me with the past week, which my focus has entirely shifted. <laughs> Just doom. doom. Yes. Doom. Uh, so I mentioned I got a new computer, and my new computer can run Doom, which is funny because the first thing that I asked when I opened it was, but can it run Doom? <laughs> Which uh, is funny because the original Doom runs on literal toasters. I've seen it run on an actual toaster. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Somebody, uh, maybe not a toaster, but like there's some smart device. Uh, I've seen it run on a (laughs) TI-84. Okay, that I believe. I've seen it run on those little smart cubes that I had when I was a kid. The ones that had, like, the little stick figure guys in them, and then you stuck them together. And Yeah. Does that ring any bells?
0: Uh, yeah. No, I remember them. Very yeah, vaguely, so but I've, I do remember I've them. I've
1: seen it run on just about everything. But Doom 2016 runs on just about nothing.
0: <laughs> uh, it runs on all the next-gen stuff, but it takes a significant amount of processing power.
1: Yeah, so I, I booted up my new computer and the first thing i asked was but can it run doom and to my endless delight yes it can <laughs> it absolutely can oh, yes. and i've been having a time a time and a half with doom uh because unlike other shooters doom plays very differently which is weird because most shooters do don't play differently most shooters actually play very similarly which means my usual tactic of playing mid-ranged with guerrilla tactics works very well actually yeah. uh, which i adopted from halo mainly reach because that's the one i've poured the most time into
0: yeah sounds about right
1: it, that doesn't doesn't work here <laughs>
0: No, no. Uh, Doom is very much a game where it is extremely fast-paced, the controls are very, like, exceptionally fluid, and the entire and game, like, instead of punishing you, like, other shooters will punish you for being too aggressive too quickly, Doom is just like, yeah dive in there fight those guys all at once do it we will reward you with health as you go to make sure you don't die so long as you keep moving it's it's like it's very much a case of like yeah
1: unreal tournament 3 which i also poured a lot of time into is very similar but the the difference is unreal tournament 3 like you're expected to die a lot and they give you like respawns for that so like yeah it's it's they're they're again very different because Unreal Tournament Three doesn't have doesn't really have melee attacks except for the except for the hammer, which yeah. is not the way you're thinking about a hammer. It's basically you charge it up and then if you walk into someone they explode.
0: Yeah, and then meanwhile you've got Doom where you can punch things with your fist. You've got an entire power up dedicated to melee power. Uh, you've got, you've got your chainsaw. You've, yeah, you've got you've your got, chainsaw.
1: What's interesting is that they took the formula for the old Doom. Uh, wherein the Berserker packs are relatively useless once you start encountering late game enemies like Archviles and Caco Demons, and they actually gave it some use. They gave <laughs> it like a lot of it's use. It's legitimately useful, um, whereas it wasn't in, in, in Classic Doom. Uh, as well as the Chainsaw, as well. Like the one thing that the Chainsaw was good at doing was stun locking small enemies.
0: Yeah. And now, even then, like yeah. you
1: don't need to do that because the shotgun kills imps and, uh, and, and possessed guys in one hit. Yeah. So but, like why?
0: Yeah, no, nowadays, if you, if in doom, 2016, um, First off, the first thing you do if you get a berserker power up is you immediately make a beeline for the biggest enemy in the room because then you you know and you just can like rip it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. You will like sit there and rip its heart out and feed it to it or something like that, and it'll die.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's how you uh,
0: glory kill on the mancubus. The Mancubus. Yeah. Man- mancubi. Yeah, like, Doom 2016 is a bloody brutal game. It's bloody brutal fun, but it's a bloody it's brutal bloody game. bloody
1: good fun. Which, you know, it yeah. again, given my propensity for video game violence, given my talk about Hotline Miami, I, I'm not surprised that I adore Doom 2016. Not, at all, not in a shocker in shock, the slightest. slightest. No. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's, it's extremely different from every other shooter that I've ever played, and I adore that, and its combat is so streamlined and perfect, and they took, they took classic Doom and gave it lore, but they also do something with it that I don't think any other shooter does, which is they characterize the hell out of the main character through body
0: language alone, which again it's so good uh, there's one other franchise I've seen that does that Metroid it's
1: not Halo though uh, okay you know what Metroid the- does that yeah very well um, but correction the 3d Metroids do that very yeah prime well. and the- and samus returns and stuff like that um, I mean the 2d Metroids she just kind of stands there while things happen and you sort of just have to infer what sh- what she's thinking. Um, uh, with the exception of Fusion, where she outright talks.
0: Yeah, exception of Fusion and Zero Mission. She doesn't really talk. She talks twice in Zero Mission, and it's all... Well, she talks a total of uh, of, of three times in uh, in Fusion, too, so... But when she talks in Fusion, she talks a lot. <laughs> uh, only because she's in the middle of yelling at her computer, because the computer thought locking her in a room was a good idea. Yeah, okay, fair. Now, which one is like, dude, what the hell? Uh,
1: well, she. there are also
0: the elevator segments where she sits there and... Monologues uses a little bit,
1: yeah. The 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 soliloquies, but yeah, those don't happen. Those don't happen in Zero Mission.
0: Zero Mission is relatively wordless. Yeah, for the most part. You want to know what's also interesting about Doom twenty sixteen? What's that? They poured all this lore into Doom twenty sixteen. You are absolutely free to ignore it. Well, no,
1: that's that's what I'm talking about with the main character. Is that he he ignores it.
0: Oh no! It's not even a case of he ignores it. It's a case of if you want to, you can just be like, "Okay, I need to get from point A to point B by killing as many demons as possible." So I'm going to go do that, and you can just do or that, or you
1: can, or you can go lore hunting, or you which, can go lore
0: hunting. Oh,
1: classic Doom was all about finding secrets, anyway, or at least that's how I saw it. Uh, and New Doom still resembles Classic Doom a lot, at which I'm surprised, honestly.
0: Yeah, new Doom is old Doom in like the best of ways.
1: Yeah, and honest, and for a Bethesda game too, like that's impressive. Most well, Bethesda it, games are
0: not that good. It's it's only published by Bethesda. Impor- extremely important distinction because if this were actually that's a Bethesda true. game, that's true. Like, that's entirely true. It's an ID Software game, like Bethesda. ID's under the the Bethesda the Bethesda umbrella now, so it's it's not a Bethesda game. It's a Bethesda. Published I
1: hope game. they don't. I hope they don't rush the hell out of Eternal, because I want Eternal to actually be good.
0: I don't think they have been, um, is the good news. Everything I've seen about Eternal just says, yeah, this is, this is, yeah. Uh, it's gonna anyway. Be Anyways. <laughs> That's
1: enough about Doom. Uh, the other thing that I got into after Crimis was something my sister got me, actually. Luigi's Mansion 3. Which, like, you wouldn't expect... I don't know. I guess maybe you would. Uh, I would. Nintendo's been on point re-
0: lately. I would because uh, Luigi's of Luigi's Mansion exactly that. Two.
1: Luigi's Mansion Two was good for the 3DS, but it was l- missing a lot uh, that felt like really. I don't know. You felt more limited. Yeah. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three doesn't. It gives you so many options, so many things to do. I often forget about the air blast. Which is how I've gotten into a lot of trouble. (laughs) But... gotcha. uh, Luigi's Mansion as a series is interesting because they give you most of your abilities right off the start of the... Right right off the bat. Yeah. And they expect you to sit there and go, Oh, uh, I need to figure out how to solve these puzzles with the abilities that I currently possess. It's not a case of coming back when I have better or new abilities... I have to figure it out with everything that I have now, <laughs> yep. because that's all I'm going to have for the rest of the game.
0: <laughs> yep, and that's
1: honestly that's great. Like, yeah, it really, I it really gets me to rack my brain about things, and I love, I adore puzzle games to death, uh, except for when they're
0: Obnoxious. <laughs> Or When they're what?
1: When they're antechamber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Antichamber was. Uh, okay. It was okay, fun, yeah.
1: but like most of the puzzles, I sat there and I was like, "How the hell was I supposed to know I could do that?" Yeah. <laughs> With Luigi's Mansion, they at least lay it out. They're like, "Okay, you can do this and this and this, and these are the things that you can do. Now go do them."
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> fair enough.
1: The Antichamber was a good game, though. Don't don't get me wrong; it was a good game. It was just infuriating. Antichamber was an excellent game like i
0: don't want anyone to think that i'm that i'm bashing it just because i had a hard time with it it was just it was just no, really was weird a... and bizarre and um at times it could be kind of obnoxious so yeah it i was... wonder
1: if my i wonder how well my new computer could handle
0: me doing the uh infinite cube glitch <laughs> oh no well, what infinite so cube th- glitch cuz the red gun once you get the red gun the red gun just breaks the game cuz you can just infinite There's up.
1: Do you remember do you remember the looping hallways? Very vaguely. So, there was a, there's a hallway where you basically loop around in a non-Euclidean space. Okay. Yeah. If you use the red gun on the ceiling of that, your red cubes end up wrapping around into themselves and you could basically produce infinite cubes until the game outright crashes.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, then. I,
1: I just okay. sat there for a solid, like, ten minutes just sucking up cubes and reproducing them just to see how many cubes I could make. Uh, I made all of the cubes, and then the game decided to die. And the game
0: was like, no, now you get none of the cubes. The game was like,
1: uh, ah, I don't know what to do. This is too many cubes. You're not supposed to do that. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, yeah, those are all the things that I've been interested in lately and that have been influencing my creative vision. Oh, you know what? There is one more, but I'm still limited in my knowledge of it. Oh. And this is going to be interesting because I haven't talked about this, but I've been exposed to it a while ago, Gash Bell. Oh. Or Zatch Bell, as you may know it, in the United States.
0: Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Like, most shonen manga and anime, you know, it has the same elements, but the difference here is that the main character is intelligent, and so a lot of the th- ways that he gets around the battles are by using his brain, rather than, you know, uh, being Goku and
0: just gaining a power-up mid-fight. Oh, so being... it's... Yeah, okay, so he full-metal alchemists his way out of a fight instead of...
1: Yeah, it okay. absolutely is, because the the superpowers involved are like, they're very limited in their use. Like, you get a spell, it does a thing, and then, yeah, that's the thing that it does.
0: <laughs> Fair that's,
1: enough. That's the single thing that it does. <laughs> and you get, like, four or five of these, I think, and... and... So he's not the only character that's that's done this, and even when they put the character who's a the Determinator in, in the ring, he, like he, he that's that's his character arc is that doesn't matter how much you beat him up, he'll get back up and just keep trying. Even oh. he just doesn't like keep throwing himself at the wall. He he'll be like, oh wait, I can actually use this ability this way. Ha ha. <laughs> oh boy. So, Gash Bell is, is shonen, but interesting. <sighs> it's so it's shonen, but it's good shonen somehow. I don't know. It's it's super underrated. I think I think it's I think it needs more love. Fair enough. In the world. Uh, so that's that's that. Those are our obsessions and influences. Uh, I think it's probably time for our retrospective. What are your comments from episode five?
0: Um, I find it hysterical that in episode four, we had a conversation where it was like, uh ah, hey, we should not swear as much. And then you immediately managed to, to get me to just say, f***, <laughs> f- Phil Fish on mic, like immediately without missing a beat. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh. I can't wait for you to get to the point in Hotline Miami where you get the mask that's a reference to him.
0: I I need to find that mask. Oh, it's
1: not that hard to find, honestly.
0: I need to get back into playing Hotline, honestly. Um, you do,
1: uh, so that we can do our episode I need on to
0: it. I need to finish the Hotline games, yeah. And Devil May Cry. Uh, you sent me the DMC games. I need to play the yes. DMC games.
1: Yes. Uh, those will also not be easy.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the weird thing about Episode 5, I mean... I was I was listening to it on the drive back, or at least I was listening to the extremely rough edit I had I had pieced together at this point. And we were a little all over the place with that one, and I think part of that was because it was just a very kind of like run and gun kind of kind of recording thing, because we were just like, all right, listen, we need to sit down, we need to record this like right now with what time we have. And it came out a little yeah. scatterbrained, but it 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 worked, I guess.
1: I think this episode is going to be a lot uh, the same as well.
0: A little bit, yeah. I mean, again... Just
1: because we're sitting here and I'm like, oh, tomorrow's New Year's, I can't... I would record this with you tomorrow when we're both free, except we're not both free because I'm going to be with my other friend doing the New Year's sleepover extravaganza.
0: And then I have stuff I have to deal with with the family, so, like, yeah. And it's also just the fact that...
1: When you're not doing that, you're going to be watching Epithet Erased.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, totally, absolutely, yeah, probably, actually, almost definitely, that are messing with my pocket operators, but uh, but yeah. yeah, but the the whole thing here is also just these are our two holiday episodes, like ones on the tail end of Thanksgiving and in the beginning of the worst time of the year for retail folks like us that that work in retail. Uh, and the after side of this is just the two of us just sitting here. We're just feeling the burnout a little bit right now. So we're kind of resting and recovering and everything's a little all over the place. I'm sitting here yawning in front of the mic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I've I need tr- more. I need more.
1: I need, I need more, I need more. I need more doom to put some peps in my steps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> glory kill. That's a, how that works. Yeah. Right? Glory kill a couple, uh, hell barons. Um,
1: I had one comment about episode five, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's you already addressed it earlier in the episode, but I think we need to address address it again uh, in more depth. Which is, you said this you said this whole triaxial thing needs to happen faster. Oh, and I think I think we need to address that because we as people and as humans, we're impatient.
0: Instant gratification. We're
1: extremely impatient.
0: I want everything.
1: And right now, that's sometimes not a bad thing. But with this particular thing, I think we need to acknowledge that this is not going to happen right now or soon.
0: Yeah. This is
1: more of a five-year plan.
0: Uh, I think definitely.
1: Because at the very least, at the very baseline, what we need to do is I need to get my associates. I need to graduate a four-year school. I need to get a job and then I need to start saving money and raising capital for this. That's the baseline.
0: And then on my end, it's a case of, hey, I need to find a better job and be able to be able to stabilize myself so that I can be out on my own and whatnot. And then do the same thing, save up, get extra money and be able to put that towards this. So and and build
1: your and build our respective skills. So, Yeah. yeah, this is not a thing that's going to happen soon. And this is also for the third chair as well. This is not a thing that's going to happen soon. This is not a thing that's going to happen immediately. And the thing that we need to be careful of is if we burn out on this idea, which is possible, we might sit there and go, I'm tired of working this hard on this thing. That's what's going to kill us.
0: Yeah, no, it needs to be.
1: We need to. Yeah. We, we're, we can be passionate about this, but we need to be sustainably passionate. The thing, and, and we need to yeah. be more than passionate. Even we need to be, we need to be driven.
0: The thing that was pointed out to me uh, at the end of, I, I mentioned at one point that I had that moment of like, why? Earlier this month, was uh, at some point I basically came out of that going like, okay, everything kind of needs to be done like a step at a time. Like it can't just be like all do everything at once. It's got to be you know one thing after the other, after the other, after the other.
1: I had a health ed, and don't worry, this is on topic. I had a health ed uh, teacher in high school.
0: Okay. I'm curious to see where you're going with this. Who
1: had skin cancer at one point. And as he was explaining his journey through having skin cancer and, and through being in the hospital and chemotherapy and all that, he showed us the song One Day at a Time. By the Eagles, which I think was about the lead singer going through rehab or something. Ah, okay. But for some reason, that song resonated with me a lot. And when things get hard, I keep thinking about that message. Not necessarily the song, because I can't remember the song anymore. But I remember the message from the song, which is, things are going to be hard. But if we just take it one step at a time, one day at a time, then another day, and then another, and you'll be out of the woods before you know it,
0: right? Yeah. So yeah.
1: that's what this is going to be like. And another thing is, and, and this is going off of uh, what I've learned from how I built this, we shouldn't we shouldn't be rushing to grow our brand
0: no all at once uh, because based off of just growth at all costs is damaging in the long run cuz then you end up with a lot of empty numbers and no real stability at all to your business cuz once it stops growing it kind of collapses in on itself it's got to be it's going to be something that's got to be stable first
1: i think one of the best examples of this uh, working is uh, this is going to be a weird, like, off-the-beaten-path example, and it's going to be an episode that I'll show you later. Maybe you can put it in the show notes or something. Okay. Uh, the episode about Patagonia, you know, the the clothing brand. Huh. They started running a service, uh, and this was in the interest of sustainability's sake, not just for their brand, but also for, you know, uh, planet Earth as a whole. Um, they started a service where they have a truck. The Patagonia has a truck that'll go around to people's houses if you live in the area where the truck operates, and I don't. Uh, but I have some Patagonia stuff, and it's great. Um, and, and it will repair the Patagonia clothes and even other clothes that you own that are damaged. Oh, They'll just wow, repair okay. them for free. So I think the question is, why would you port... Pour resources into doing a thing that ultimately loses you sales.
0: Yeah. Cause right? then if the thing wears out, then, it, you know, they'd have to go out and get a new one and they'd assume, hopefully you'd assume they'd buy from you and it would be, a, it would be this whole thing.
1: And the reason for that is Patagonia is a sustainable brand and that alone is enough to get me to buy more Patagonia stuff. There you go, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, also, the founder is a really cool guy. He like I'll I'll, let, I'll send you the episode later. It's one of my it's one of my favorite episodes alongside uh, the Wikipedia
0: guy. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorites. Ooh, I, ne- I didn't know the Wikipedia guy was on How I Built This. I need to.
1: Yeah. Listen yeah. To that. No, he's uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Wales. Something like Something that. Something whales. Something whales. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's like a modern. He's like a modern hero at this point. Uh, Wikipedia yeah. is sort of like the library of Alexandria in, in a modern day form.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Except we can't burn it down. Well, we can try not to. At we least. Can. Yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs> because otherwise, as soon as don't, I say that, don't tempt. Don't fate. Don't jinx it. <laughs> don't tempt fate. Knock on wood. Hang on. All right. There we go.
1: All right, um, so I think uh, on that note, it's time we move into our shameless plug section.
0: Okay. Uh, I think I think that's all I had to say. What about you? Uh no, that you you basically t- said what I thought, just in better words. <laughs> so yeah.
1: We're um, good. one more thing. For next episode, if we don't run too long, I want to try to add another segment to the to the show, oh. which is. Talking about concepts, like um, in episode three, we mentioned the concept of this is going to be hard. Uh, In this episode, we mentioned the concept of this is going to take a long time. I think there are other hypothetical business concepts that we need to talk about, but that are going to take too much time uh, in one episode to just sit down and talk about them all. Uh, Things like uh, luck versus skill. Uh, A number of other topics that I don't have written down at the moment. But these are topics that we need to cover as the podcast goes on. Topics that we're going to have to cover both to each other and to the third chair. If this is going to be an inspiring podcast. So I'd like to add another segment to the podcast in the future that is business theory. Or just theory in general.
0: My one Um, objection to that is I feel like... I feel like these are going to come up organically as we encounter them.
1: They probably are. I don't think luck is going to come up organically. But I think I think we should maybe not maybe not have it always segment, but like a segment that happens every once in a few episodes. Maybe, maybe because this is maybe every third numbered episode. Because we've got the we had the big talk in three. We're having the big talk. We're having another uh, tougher talk in six. Maybe in I don't know.
0: We'll see. Cause I don't, I don't expect it to be like super, um, um, uh, uh, words, uh, brain think. I don't expect it to be a super tough talk every single time. Um, or exactly. No, but every it's it's going to be like not, like,
1: a, not a tough talk, but, a uh, something that we should acknowledge or, or should game out. Right. In, in terms of the business and the creative side of things, like the, the theory, something theoretical to game out. You know uh,
0: true, but I don't know. I still feel like a lot of this is something that's going to come up organically and we should kind of tackle it organically as well, given that that's kind of the idea behind the podcast. Some of
1: it is. I think some of it is and some of it won't. I don't know.
0: If, if we feel like it needs tackling, we can probably talk about it beforehand or maybe on that particular show. But...
1: Yeah, this is a conversation that to have off the off mics. Yeah. As um, to how structured, we, how, how we want to structure this thing. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to mention it on the podcast here. Just
0: so people because are I wanted... caught, caught off guard by it.
1: Yeah. But I just want to like toy around with the idea. And also because once we get this out, maybe we'll get some feedback on, you know, that particular idea. I don't expect to, but we might.
0: Possibly. And you have a point. Anyways, we should move to shameless plugs. We're already running a little bit long. Well, we are. True. Uh, and again, not that that matters all that much.
1: So, yeah, once again, Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, links in the description. Uh, archive of our own. I am Charles Arp with 1R uh, on Twitch, which I occasionally, very seldomly stream on. I am C Painful.
0: Are you C Painful on Twitch?
1: I think so. I, I just said this like an hour ago or I just listened to myself say this an hour ago so I don't know I don't, who am I who am I I don't know
0: who are you who you be I can't even look you up on my phone I am because I am C painful okay we should know this by heart and yet we don't
1: um we've only done this six fair times.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, this my the the usual at backspinzx on Twitter, the uh, the backspin alchemist on Tumblr, backspin on YouTube, Uh, backspinzx on YouTube, sorry. Uh, bandcamp is backspinzx.bandcamp.com I will for once plug my Instagram if only because I'm going to probably be using it a little bit more in the coming new year and especially between now and probably whenever we're recording our new episode because I'm actually going to try and cross post my uh, January jams across YouTube and Twitter and Instagram so in this case that is also just backspinzx on Instagram if when this comes out, anybody's curious about any of the jams I did, I suppose I'll link them in the description. I'll probably have a playlist or whatever. And uh, I'll also like you can probably search the January 2020 uh, tag on on my Instagram feed and it'll all pop up. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, good music good. usually yeah. comes out of that. Some interesting stuff. I still have some tracks I should like m- clean up and, and mix and master and stuff like that from uh, from last year. From 19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. That's
1: a wrap. That's a wrap on December. That's a wrap on a whole year of podcasting.
0: Uh, that does that, that, that's not. But we only did four. We only a started in August. A whole year we only of did, podcasting. But no.
1: See you in January, not... everyone.
0: Why? Why are you like this?
1: Why...